everyone, welcome back to the Pot of Kulkula. My name is Alan, and today I'm here with JL and Arlene. Go ahead and say hi, guys. Hello, it's JL. And this is Arlene. So, uh, I, you guys have all, both been on podcasts like multiple times, right? I think this is probably my third one. Okay. Yeah, I feel as though I've been in four or five other ones. It's hard to keep count because we do like a lot of these. <laughs> yeah that's true okay yeah so the kind of the audience kind of knows you guys you know certain things but i think today we're gonna delve in a lot deeper this is actually the second part of our origin stories so um a few weeks ago there was an episode where natalia leslie and brian discussed like their kind of origins and like wanting to pursue creative careers and, and kind of in the entertainment industry and that's what we're going to do t- in today's episode. But this time it's going to be with me, JL, and Arlene. But before we do that again, in honor of Brian, because he made this up, we're going to do a little icebreaker. Um, I don't think we've done this one before, but if we have, uh, let us know. But um, today's icebreaker is, you know, let's say you're on a road trip and you stop at a gas station. What are like, I guess, what are the snacks you would get? Let's go with like, like chips or something like that, um, a candy and a drink. What would you guys get? Okay. Um, the first thing that came to mind is like a Reese's candy bar. Um, Cause I'm a whore for chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> and then uh, for chips, the Chunti route, a bag of hot Cheetos. I really don't care. I love hot Cheetos, um, especially the ones that have a uh, lemon in them mm-hmm. um, and a drink. I feel as though to even out the unhealthiness that I'm eating, I would probably choose a, a coconut water because it's really hydrating, but also it's kind of seen as healthy. So if we were on a trip, that's probably the, the three things that I would buy there. To balance it out. Yeah. <laughs> balance out the... <laughs> How about you, Arlene? I, I love junk food. I, I just, I can't. So I will get um, for sure my favorite candy. So Jolly Ranchers. I will mm. probably get I cannot only choose one, so I'll probably get like two bags of those. Um, chips. Uh, I barely eat chips. Like I like chips, but it's not like really my go-to snack. So if I have to do, choose chips, I'll probably just choose like the Cheetos. What is your go-to snack then? Um, uh, my go-to snack will probably be just like popcorn like you know those like little popcorns okay you, you can get that too i said like chips or like something in the realm of like chips you know okay then yeah so that or like the mix the how you call it the mixed treats with like the nuts and all that so that okay. like trail mix yes thank you there we that go trail mix yeah i couldn't say but it was in the tip of my tongue so that and then um to drink <laughs> I'll probably get a Gatorade or see no a Coca Cola or water. Okay. Yeah. So just that. Good options. Good options all around. I low key thought that you were gonna say like a beer. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. You had like this this weird thing in your voice where I was like, "Oh, to drink." Well, I mean. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. No, I don't drink. I used to, but not no more. What about you, Alan? What would you get? Um, so I guess I'll start with the candy. I really like Skittles, but yeah, I, I okay, I guess I'll get Skittles unless there's like gummy worms, gummy worms, like the trolley ones or the trolley ones, however you pronounce it, those are pretty good too. And then for the chips, 
I'll probably get like the munchies, the the spicy ones that have like a little bit of everything, hot Cheetos, pretzels, the sun chips, the Doritos. Mm-hmm. I think you can't go wrong with that. For those, you got to eat the nasty ones first so you could just get the good ones after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save the best for last. I always do that. <laughs> like whenever I'm eating candy too, like if I like a certain flavor, like I always eat the nasty ones first. Might as well get it out the way, you know, enjoy the thing that you like till the end. <laughs> yeah. Do you like the pretzels? Eat the munchies? Yeah, people, yeah. Yeah, right? Because, like, people don't like those. And I'm all like, why don't you like those? Okay, small... Like those are... What happened? No, I was just going to say, small tangent. Let's rate <laughs> Let's rate the chips inside the munchies bag from, like, worst to best. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say pretzels, but you guys were already saying that you guys like them. So I was like, ooh, I'm going to let them carry the conversation. I those think the, the sun best. chips are the worst. Uh, no, those are... <laughs> no. Look, they're, they're good. I'm not saying they're bad, but out of everything in the bag, I think sun chips are the worst. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you on that. All right, we'll just agree to disagree for the sake of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. And then pretzels would be uh, second to last. Can we agree on that? Sure. I guess yeah. Okay. And then uh, Doritos, I'm, right? I'm, oh no, I feel like the Doritos too. I would put them a little bit higher. Because aren't there, like, some twigs in there? Yeah. Or am I tripping? Yeah, yeah huh? There's some twigs. Like Twigs? Yeah. I have to... I don't know. I don't remember. How twigs? There's, like... It's, like, some stick-like twigs. I don't know. No, I, I like, know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think you're getting, I think you're getting it confused with, um... The trail mix? No, not trail oh. mix. Um, Chex mix. Oh. Oh, I think I probably am. Like, breadsticks, right? Because they have that. They have... You know what? I'm tripping. Okay, yeah. I think I am confusing <laughs> it for that one. Yeah, but it's so like it... a oh, grainy it's like a grainy twig, like a whole grain twig in there. Those are just smaller parts of the sun chips. <laughs> no, the sun chips are different. The sun chips are good. <laughs> um but then I think it would be Doritos and then the hot Cheetos. Yeah, hot Cheetos are at the top. Yeah. Okay, one, now that the tangent is over, my drink would probably be either a Gatorade, like you said, um, Arlene, or a lemonade. They have like the simply simple lemonade or whatever. Like that, I think that's pretty good. Or a beer? <laughs> <laughs> Not if I'm driving. No, we, we appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate the responsibility. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people in class, even though you guys, um, this this little uh, icebreaker was like if we were going on a road trip, a lot of people in class would eat these type of stuff in class. Like if it was a road trip type of day, mm-hmm. they would have their drink, their chips, and stuff like that. We're, we're talking about college here or high school? Oh, high school. High school and middle school. They would bring their chips, <laughs> their Arizona, their um, Gatorade in the morning. I'm just like, that is not the best breakfast or the, bre- the best meal to have right now. Yeah, it's, you know? they should have eaten it for breakfast. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, that was today's icebreaker. And now we're going to go ahead and move on to something a little bit uh, deeper, which is, you know, talking about why we wanted to pursue this. I think in the last episode, Natalia mentioned, like, when was the point where we decided that this wasn't just going to be a hobby and this is what we wanted to pursue. Um, so whoever wants to answer that question first, go ahead. I was trying to... Uh, connect the, the little segue with the chuntis eating that to like being our main topic because I wanted to talk about how um what's it called 
uh, I feel as though my inspiration for like going into a more creative uh, career choice, working with like film and theater and stuff, started in uh, high school because um, I felt as though I was always a creative person, but growing up, I was put in a lot of like gifted programs and like um, was told by teachers and stuff that, oh, like you're very smart, you should pursue um, something that's like. Like they wouldn't say these words, but they would um, encourage like, quote, like intellectually, um, like academical, like academically intellectually like related fields that require like a lot of quote unquote thinking, like becoming a lawyer or becoming a doctor and stuff like that. And um, I felt as though because I was quote, seen as like a smart kid, I was driven to those type of career choices, but a part of me always liked being artistic. I don't know if you guys also had like that experience of being artistic. So I knew that I always wanted to be an artist and stuff like that, but I never really took it seriously until high school. You know, um, I had like a, a, a counselor that kind of had discussion with me about maybe pursuing it. But again, because I was going to um, attend UCLA the, the following uh, semester or the following quarter, I kind of put that aside and just was focusing on those career choices of becoming a lawyer and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you guys had something similar to that. A whole ass lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, when I was in school, you know, I was always told that I was gifted and, you know, smart and whatever. Uh, um, and you know, my parents saw that too. And they're all like, oh, well, you're going to be like an engineer. You're going to do this and that, like study for that. Um, and in high school, um, I, I remember I was in middle school, you know, since I was like in, in middle school, maybe like towards the end of elementary, I knew that I wanted to make films and, and tell stories. And, and I've always been creative and always wanted to like pursue music, even though I never really, <laughs> I, I don't play an instrument, but like, just kind of the arts, you know? Yeah, same here with the music. Even though I have no <laughs> no musical um, talent or anything like that, I'm like, you know what? I could be the next pop star, but yeah, with I always what thought, talent. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that too. Like, I remember my dad even bought me a guitar, but he didn't even get me, like, lessons or anything. So I, the, I still have the guitar. I just, <laughs> I don't know how to use it. Yeah, so I ended up going to, um, when the choice came to, like, choosing a high school in my area, I wanted to go to like a visual performing arts high school. And, you know, my my dad was like, no, like you, you want you got to be an engineer. You got to make money, this and that. Um, so I ended up going to uh, engineering school, like a, a science, technology, engineering, arts, math school, which I mean, it's still in my community. So it's not like it's fucking good or anything. <laughs> you know, it's like um, Southeast L.A. version of, of of a school that focuses on engineering. So for a long time, I, I felt like that's what I had to do or kind of what I, I, I still liked engineering a little bit because it was kind of still a little bit creative, like pr solving problems and stuff. But I knew that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I think junior year is when I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I like presenting. I like creating. I like making different things, no matter what it is, even if it's not making films. I want to be working in groups and creating stuff with people and having ideas like come to life. It's crazy how like a lot of uh, people that want to pursue these creative fields, they're often kind of pushed to this, what's the word, like 
like I kind of had a, a similar experience as you. Like my mom wanted me to. She was also a driving factor of like me trying to become a lawyer because she was the one that kind of stuck it in my head sometimes, um, to some extent. Because I brought it up once, and then boom, she was like, "All right, he's gonna become a lawyer, and it's gonna <laughs> do it because." Um, they're thinking financially it's going to be the most stable and secure thing to do compared to mm-hmm. being an artist. So I get yeah. exactly like where you were coming from with that as well. Cause a lot of us have to deal with stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, I've gotten into arguments with my dad about this. Like I, yeah, I can be an engineer or whatever. Like it's going to be super hard. I'm going to be struggling mentally and I'm, you know, I'm not going to be enjoying what I do, but you know, at least I'll have money. Right. Like that's not what I want. You know, I'd rather be broke and doing what I love than being rich and being miserable you know i mean the money would be nice too you know if, if our <laughs> career choices could pay for us you know i would i would love that because there's a lot of people that um are getting paid really well for being actors and uh working like cinematography and stuff so it's like if you're able to make it with you know the right amount of uh, opportunity connections and luck um you can make it you know and you could use that to kind of sustain yourself and you know if your dad's uh, main concern was that it wasn't going to help you financially. It was going to be the best uh, financially secure position. Um, and if you're able to go through with it and, you know, end up getting paid well, well, then, you know, he doesn't have anything to worry about because you're doing what you love and you're also getting your money, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and like, I know that a lot of people also come from that place and I know that that place comes kind of like, from concern because they know what it's like at least my parents know what it's like to like struggle financially and and all that and i know that that's not what they want for me um but then there's other like factors that go into it as well what about you arlene do you have a similar experience to this or how did you find your way to kind of working creatively okay so um my story it's like it's a mixture i will say it's seriously it's everywhere so um growing up I always love being creative and I know we all we all say that so it's like it's very common and uh, that's why I really love like being creative so like growing up I I will always like copy what's on the films if that makes sense like if it was like for example step up I don't know if you guys seen that those movies so like those movies growing up, I love copying like their dance moves and all that. I will imagine myself being like in those movies and just copying dancing and all that. And like I will remember my mom telling me, Oh my darling, do you wanna be like a dancer? And I will tell her, Yes, mom, I wanna be a dancer. So like just that. Like my mom was very supportive of me and like um also just like me like writing I was obsessed with writing when I was young being like writing my own stories and just being very creative so um I was just very like open with a lot of things and then um second grade like I remember like I have a very like good photographic memory so um my second grade that's where like everything really started I started behind the scenes so like in second grade we started doing plays so in second grade um i will do behind the scenes i will set up like the settings for the backgrounds of the place for each scene i will start like drawing how each scene will look like like my teacher will like ask me and some other girls to do that 
And then um, he will ask us, oh, like, we need more actors to be involved in the play. So that's how, like, I became, that's how, like, I, like, was introduced into acting. So I just, like, from that day on, I just became kind of obsessed with, like, theater or, like, Broadway. And then just growing up, I just started, like, being more involved with anything, like, with anything that has to do, like, theater or, like, with musicals. So just like being involved with um with any like school talent not like talent shows but like um with um I forgot how you call them but they're like um saving like fundraisers. I will perform for like fundraisers. Uh I couldn't really do it by myself, so I will like do it with like a partner. I will like me and this like girl, we will work we will perform like in front of people. I will do the singing part and they would do like the rapping part. So throughout that time, I just became like, I just love like performing in front of people for like fundraisers and just social gatherings and all that. So like just being in front of people and like the energy of the audience just really got me like, like excited. Like it just made me feel like so happy and like involved. And like, I just love making people happy with what I do. And, like, because of that, my love for theater and, like, Broadway musicals and just, like, grew. So, like, in high school, I will, like, I had the opportunity to, like, meet friends and also, like, two teachers, they will, like, tell the students and, like, they will be all, like, oh, my God. So, there's this, like, Broadway that's coming to town and we want to make it like a thing, an after school thing where like we gather like all these students and we just go to see the these like theaters and like these plays. So like I just became involved. Like I didn't really care how much the tickets were. I didn't care like how long they were. I seriously, I just went for it. And like, I just saw all these plays. I saw all these musicals with them. And even throughout like elementary and middle school, I experienced those like seeing those things so because of all of that like I just became like the way I am today just like love acting love writing and like I love dancing because of all of that and I just love performing in front of people and like sometimes I get stage fright but because of the way I am I just love being in front of people sometimes because I just I have experience of performing and just expressing myself in front of people and like um and the career that I want to do I want to be like a psychologist or a therapist but Mm -hmm. my focus I also want to do is be like 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 not encouraged but incorporate my um my love for theater like incorporate my my love for entertainment inside the career I want to do and there's like this thing called like drama therapy where like you teach like kids how to tell their own stories of like the things they went through so like like drawing for example like they could like draw out what they went through and like their trauma like that's why like that's why I love what I'm doing and like I just don't want to be one thing in life and I know that I could be like a psychologist and also be a voice actor I know that that's possible and I just don't want to limit myself to one career in my life because I know that it's possible to do more than one thing so that's my story
Yeah, that's actually a really good point, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of didn't want to be like an engineer or anything, <clears throat> because I couldn't see myself doing the same thing for the rest of my life, you know, mm -hmm. and if so, I want to major in communications and there's so many routes or routes, however you want to say it that you can take with communications. You know, I can do and pursue film with that. I can do journalism. I can do marketing, advertisement, PR, like all these possibilities are things that really interest me and that I really, you know, I'm not going to have to stick to one thing because that's just sounds scary. Like you said, Arlene. Yeah. And like, that's how I was raised. Like um, growing up, like growing up to be, I'm not going to like growing up. I told my mom that, I wanted to be a teacher, but they like experience all the not trauma, but like experiencing everything that I went through through like middle school and like what teachers went through. I'm all, oh hell no, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. <laughs> like grading papers, dealing with all of these like hormonal kids. Oh no, thank you. Mm -hmm. So that's where like I like I I'm all like nope, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. So I just like I quit that dream, and then afterwards I'm all like. I don't know what I want to do. And then, like, I heard somebody said, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And I'm all like, okay, then I'll be a doctor. But then that was, like, my, like, that was my mindset. Just, okay, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. And when it came to high school, I signed up. I put biology. I was a bio major for, like, uh, a year and a half. And then yeah. um, from there, I'm all like, you know what? I don't like this. I really don't like this. And, like, I talked to my parents. And, like, to be honest, they, they were very, like, encouraging. In the beginning, they were kind of hard-headed. Like, mostly my dad. He, like, he doesn't really understand what I'm going through. So I mostly just talk to my mom about, like, what I'm going through. Like, my dad, like, I have to really explain to him what college is. I have to explain to him my career choices so like that's what I really have to do with my dad but my mom she understands because she she's like she understands English but my dad like he doesn't really understand English and I feel more confident speaking in English rather than Spanish so that's mm -hmm. like the problem with me so like when I try to talk to my dad and explain to him my like what I'm going through in Spanish I try my best to explain to him but he's all like he still doesn't understand and he tells me Arlene like I still don't understand what you're trying to say and I'm all like you know that I try my best I'll just tell mom <laughs> to let to let you know so like it's just like it's like oh it's upsetting but yeah so that's my tea that's that's my stuff <laughs> yeah so I, oh go ahead Joe um I, no you go ahead sorry I address it laughter <laughs> no I was just gonna say um so we kind of already talked like what Arlene wants to do and like I guess what I want to do career wise. Um I don't, I'm not I'm not sure if it was hundred percent clear what you wanted to do. For myself or for uh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh for myself. Oh okay. I guess what I wanna do, um oh crap. That is a why would you ask that? Um similar <laughs> to because okay. <laughs> Kind of going piggybacking off of what Arlene said, like when it comes to being specific with what I want to do, it's very hard because I don't want to just be one thing. Like I don't want to settle down and just be like an actor, for example, or um, choose that that just that one 
career choice and had that be like my path because I feel as though I want to do a lot of things. I want to do um, acting. I want to do art. I want to continue painting. I want to continue drawing. Um, and like along the way, I feel as though the people that you do meet, they end up having some sort of impact on you. Um, which is why, like, I always found that that one Spanish quote that goes, um, that, that your tia say, that's like, dime con quien te juntas y te diré quien eres. Like, tell me who you mm -hmm. hang out with and I know who you are because I feel as along the way you meet people and then, uh, other people kind of have some sense of like what they want to do with their life and what they want to become. And, um, sometimes explore options to you that you didn't even know were possible. Um, so for example, with me answering the org, like, mm, when I, wasn't a part of it. I felt as though a part of me was um, driven to becoming a social worker and just becoming a social worker. Yeah. And once I got into the org once again, I felt as though this this career choice that I felt as though like baby JL had when I was little, or like just the childhood JL um, of becoming an actor and just working in the media, kind of got like revived again. If that if that makes sense, like. Yeah. I forgot that this was a career choice that I wanted to do. So, fuck. I feel as though I went into, like, too many I don't know how our lingo is to do many tangents because I got hella confused with just my, little, my own. Um, <laughs> um, I just love talking. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, to narrow down your initial question, just after... Um, I'm still confused because I, I don't know. I, just, I do know that I want to do acting for sure. I also do know that working with the, the short film that I also want to write. So it's, like my career choice is not going to be specified with just one path and that makes sense just this vagueness of just being a creative person but i do know that being very vague and being very open isn't really good for me because um what's it called i i confuse my brain sometimes because sometimes without having a clear path my brain ends up being confused and stuff like that. i don't know if you guys know what i'm getting at like yeah, yeah no i, totally I yeah understand yeah i understand it i also understand it from kind of like you know perfecting whatever you want to do because I, yeah. I i think i'm just like you too like you know i i want to write i want to like be, be behind the camera maybe act i don't know you know like all, all these different things like it just all sounds really interesting to me but yeah. i think what i've learned is that even though i can branch out and do other things i think i need to um i need to like stick to a certain thing so like directing is what i really want to do because yeah. um it's really hard to try to do everything at once but again you know i i do want to do everything else at once and, and i feel so no go ahead i'm sorry okay so like for me for example that's like what i'm gonna do like um i'm actually gonna like take a break after i graduate and just like focus on like volunteering more for like the mental health field and like mm -hmm. I'm not going to forget about like my passion of wanting to like become like a voice actor like my passion of like theater like that's something that I will never forget because that's something like I said I want to incorporate into like my main career of being a psychiatrist oh my god psychologist <laughs> or a therapist so like mm -hmm. that's something that I really like want to do like I'm those two are my true passions in life like theater um the entertainment industry and like the mental health field and like like I said like um it's something that I'm really passionate about and like um I remember when I was like my mindset is like I wanted to be a doctor and like I truly wanted to like 
like I was going through like a dark um, mode. Like I was so depressed. I was so down because like I just like I really wanted to do more than just be a doctor. But like I felt that I need to just stick with one career. And then my brother-in-law, but my brother-in-law, but I call him brother because like he's more of a brother to me. I'm really close to him. So um, mm-hmm. my brother, um, he actually mentioned this um actor um from the hangover um his name i don't know his his last name his name is ken ken jiang i'm sorry if i mispronounced Mm. his last name but he's actually a licensed physician and also a a a actor so because he he mentioned that like my brother mentioned him to me and i'm all like really like when he mentioned that he does both that he's a doctor and an actor like that seriously brightened up my whole like depression that brightened up like my whole mood and like literally changed the way I viewed myself and like viewed my whole life I'm all like holy crap I could still do what I want to do and like not give up on like my other passion wanting to be like a voice actor and all that so I'm like yes so like yeah because of that like i just like i said i don't want to stick with one thing i want to do both yeah it's it's good to see that um other people have been able to take different career paths and like it also brings like some sense of reassurance to some extent because you kind of see um you know that they're doing it so it's like what's stopping you from also following their career path if that makes sense yeah Yeah. definitely um and then I I don't know if there was kind of like since both of you guys say that I I think Arlene did touch about uh, upon this like kind of that um in elementary and and middle school kind of like that love for being creative uh developed um do you do you have anything like that JL I want to say compared to Arlene's story which again when you talked about how you had um experience with working with theater and stuff since you were in elementary like i wished i went to your elementary because my elementary did not really um provide those sort of creative avenues for us uh we would have like plays and stuff but for like the older kids and by the time that i was in that grade we didn't end up having those problems anymore so growing up i wasn't really able to explore that creative side of me even though like um, a part of me was still like doodling and drawing um, like on the sides of textbooks and stuff like that. So it's like that artistic interest was still there, but because I didn't really have, I feel as though, or I wasn't really attending a school that was kind of pushing us to being creative. Um, I wasn't able to do so. And even because, okay, they did have a dance team, but there was always like this fear of like, you know, me being a guy and being in the dance team. So like, being scared at a young age kind of was um myself getting in the way of my own goals if that made sense so it's like yeah yeah if it wasn't like the system around me or in this situation my school supporting my creative choices it was me getting in the way of uh trying to do what i want to do because i did want to try out for the dance team but i would have been the only guy and there's just all of our masculinity is very fragile back then. You don't want to be, you know, seen a certain way because um, we're meant to be like men or whatever. So it's like I was getting in the way of my own creative goals, but I wasn't really exposed to anything like that until high school when I took an art class and um, 
what's it called? One of my uh, pieces, like they posted it on the the hallways, and a lot of people were complimenting me on it, and like I didn't think much about it. And then when I brought it up with again, like I mentioned, with like my counselor, my high school uh, college counselor, she was the one that uh, brought up the fact that I could take this like artistic career path. Mm-hmm. But again, because I was already like given this mindset that you know you should s- stick to career choices that are for sure going to be more secure in terms of uh, financial security, um, like becoming a lawyer or becoming a, a, a math teacher. Cause I was good at math growing up too. And like, I did enjoy it, but as a career path, I wasn't enjoying it as much. So when people would tell me that I would just kind of brush it off, but also like take it in. Cause again, I was good at it and they kind of, what's it called to kind of be like a good support system and just remind you that you're doing well. They kind of push the things that you're good at to some extent yeah yeah but it's like yeah even though i am good at math i I don't want to be no no math teacher like i i have respect to them you know i've seen what is it stand and deliver you know that (laughs) that teacher did what he had to do you know it's good that he was able to be a support system for those students but it's like i don't see myself being that i don't think it's a career choice where i'm able to express myself creatively and artistically so it's like i myself even though they told they would suggest it, I wouldn't respond the way that they would want me to and like have them see that I'm agreeing to their suggestions and stuff like that. So again, just that resurgence of like what I wanted to do was just revived in college and stuff. Um, being with the org because I really did strive away from what I wanted to do or what child JL wanted to do because of other people kind of influencing my my career choice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but I felt as though, it, like, again, this is going off on a tangent, but <laughs> if, a, if a lot of schools followed, like, Arlene's elementary school and middle school growing up, I feel as though a lot of students would be pushed to follow these creative uh, careers and, like, working with film and theater um, and just working with media in general because a lot of um, schools don't have access to, like, resources and stuff like that to be able to provide uh, theater classes and like art classes and stuff like that yeah so we gotta tackle that issue first no yeah i i definitely (laughs) feel that because i don't i don't think my kind of creativeness or like my um you know like the thing that i want to do is filmmaking i don't think that was brought on because of school necessarily um it came from other sources i remember i used to watch on youtube it was it was a thing called uh backyard effects so they would like show you how to do like movie effects like you know for cheap and like you can do it on your own and they would always have like these little short films like demonstrating what the effect looks like and i just stumbled across that on youtube and i really liked it and i tried a lot of the things out um and it it was that and around that time too um my parents got like uh, the annual passes back when the annual passes for Universal Studios were like 80 bucks for the year, which is mm-hmm. crazy to think of now. Um, when the passes were 80 bucks, uh, we started going to Universal Studios. And of course, you know, that's where they make movies and then just learning about everything that goes behind movies and all that. So kind of these two things like brought together, like just really like, wow, that's this is what I want to do. Um, I, I want to make films. Um, so would you say that it was more like the hobby or your your hobby kind of influencing your career choice yeah yeah definitely um, yeah and then just always 
I, I think like our lead said, like making people happy and making people laugh and, you know, trying to be like a funny friend, which is, you know, you're always kind of putting on a performance. Um, even when, whenever I would do like a presentation or anything, I would take it as a chance to perform and, and maybe make a new character and, and kind of, you know, make people laugh. And I, in middle school, I always took those opportunities. Every opportunity that I got, I would try to make a video for something or I would try to uh, present something like with a character. And I remember for, for a science class, I did like a, tra a trailer for an element, you know, like a, a, a movie trailer for like an element of the periodic table. Like what? Which um, one was it? It was, it was called bromine, bromine, something like that. Um, it's i don't know it, it was stupid but my, my my teacher loved it and like i think he still has it on his computer i went to go visit him well i guess more than a year ago now because of the pandemic but he still had mm -hmm. it um and then in eighth grade too oh, what was that oh i, I want to mention something but you finish first and then i'll mention it. <laughs> no i was just gonna say in eighth grade there was a talent show and i never thought I would see myself like, you know, you see the talent show as a sixth and seventh grader and like you could join, but my eighth grade year, I was like, you know, what? we're going to join. I don't can't sing. I can't dance. We're going to come up with something. So me and like three other friends, we did the Napoleon Dynamite dance. Um, that's at the end of that movie. We did it up on stage and everyone loved it. And I just love that feeling of being up on stage and performing and, you know, again, making people laugh, making people happy. Um, and I think that carried on into high school where I tried to, even though it was like a science, technology, engineering, arts and math. So there wasn't like a lot of stuff, a lot of chances to perform on stage or anything. Again, like any presentation that I got, I would try to like, you know, perform anytime I could make a video for something, I would make a video. And, you know, it, that, that kind of like trying to make these opportunities for myself did lead to opportunities because I would I'm I'm now getting paid to make videos for that high school from for the high school that I went to you know like if they ever need a video they, they call me up and like okay you know so it's I, I think that's the advice that I give to a lot of people is you know just any way you can like um you can find like a way to do whatever you like do it and the opportunities will come back to you and they'll come with money since shit, you're getting paid to do your creative videos and stuff yeah, so <laughs> since you mentioned uh, that you need to do like this trailer for like your science class, oh my god, okay, <laughs> oh my, I'm sorry, okay, it's just so funny for me. So, uh, when I was in middle school, um, I needed to do like this trailer for um the book The Given or Given, I think it's called The Giver, yeah, oh, <laughs> crap, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you okay yeah the giver oh my god like after reading that book in middle school i fell in love with that book like i'm obsessed <laughs> with it till this day the movie eh, it's okay but the book excellent but oh my god like one of our projects was to do <laughs> was to do a a freaking trailer for it and like it was so funny because like i was so excited and my best friend back then oh my god like we need I'm sorry, I can laugh because I need to dress up as the old man. <laughs> and back then, I really had long hair, and my hair was like, my hair was like kind of wavyish and like curly at the bottom back then. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we needed to like, we needed to just come up with something. So like, 
my friend back then, she's all like, Arlene, just tie your hair in your chin and just like in a deep voice say I'm the I'm the giver, something like that. So mm-hmm. so I did that, but that part was just so hilarious. And like um we when we presented to the class, everyone just laughed. And I laughed along with that. But like like you said, that's just like the best feeling, like making people happy, like making them laugh. It's just I just love it. So like I feel that's why I am the way I am right now, like my personality wise. It's like I just like making people happy because it's like it's the best feeling. It's like yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I just wanted to mention. Just like yeah. you know, like that experience, just like making like a trailer, making like something. It's amazing. I never really thought about that perspective that you guys are talking about, how like doing what you love for the sake of other people. I feel as though um I'm seeing this like like my career path in terms of like working with um, film and theater, like something that I want to do, but it's good that you guys brought it up because I feel as though a lot of people do put on like a lot of people that are like the class clowns, I would say like, cause that's the first thing that I thought of when Alan, you mentioned that um, yeah. you <laughs> jump to trying to make your, your friends laugh and just put on a performance. Like I feel as though a lot of um, class clowns in high school are pretty funny, but I feel as though that career choice of maybe doing comedy or stuff like that was not, uh, push through because you know it's not seen as quote-unquote like the most guaranteed position um, financially and stuff like that yeah but yeah it's interesting that you guys both brought that up because um, I didn't really think about it until just right now yeah and I wonder what like the psychology behind that is because I mean I, I think I recently learned about myself that like I'm a people pleaser like that's just who I am and uh, there's a whole bunch of psycho- psychology behind it or whatever so I wonder like why we like that you know it's probably it's this isn't therapy so i don't want to get you guys like <laughs> to to open that up but it's it's just something that's there you are an entertainer sir <laughs> i feel as though people pleaser kind of has a negative connotation but in your instance you are doing it because you know you could put on a good show and just make everybody else feel good like an entertainer that you are thank you <laughs> it means a lot for me i just do it because I do it to make others happy, and I also do it to please me, cause I I really love just making others happy. That's the way I see my life, just like making others happy. Like mm-hmm. it's just the way I am, and the way I perceive life is that I was brought here to make others happy and to help others. So that's what I really want to do in life: just help people. By bringing joy in their lives and like making them feel okay and like making them know that they're okay to be who they are making them sure like just like make them know that they belong here and like they could do anything they want in this life and not give up on their dreams that's what I want to do so that's that's that like yeah and like I'm happy with who I am I'm happy with what I'm doing in my life, like yeah, it's hard sometimes, but I'm still happy with <laughs> with what I do. Yeah, yeah. And I I just want to clear it up that I don't just do it for other people. Like I love <laughs> I love it like on on my own. Like I love creating yeah. something and seeing seeing it come to like you know yeah. to fruition. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how you guys both added like purpose, so tying into like your career choice. So, um. Well, mostly, like, Arlene, you just mentioned that you love doing it as well. 
um because you're tying like this sort of spiritual aspect to your career choice and like working with film and theater um which i haven't really done so after this i'm gonna do some evaluation for <laughs> sure with how Go for it. <laughs> with how like i'm trying to see my career goals because um i haven't really seen it in that perspective and i'm literally just like in my restroom just tripping out like wow i need some time to evaluate <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, oh go ahead oh <laughs> um it's tough i'm not gonna lie it's gonna take time because you're not gonna be able to think about it right away yeah for me it took me years to think about what i really wanted to do in my life like i remember my best friend now like she became my best friend like the first year of of college Mm -hmm. my best friend like i love her so much like she ended up like encouraging me about psychology so like once i took my first class in psychology i'm all like oh crap I love psychology. This is what I want to do in in life. Mm-hmm. And like because of her now I realize that that's something I want to do and like before she will always tell me oh Arlene, I want to do psychology and I I will always like tell her um go for it. You do what you ha- want to do. But for me my mindset was like oh I want to be an OBGYN. I want to be a doctor. That was like during like freshman year but like I will always deny and like myself because I did not know what psychology was I did not know that it had to do like with the brain I did not know that it had to do with like mental health issues I did not understand that I had to do with that and like I have like multiple disorders like my main one is like um depression and anxiety so like with that like I'll back then it was so extreme that I was just denying like everything like denying that um denying what I actually wanted to do in mm-hmm. life. So like mm-hmm. once I took psychology and once I got into the org and like once I like start getting like into like anime more, that's when I realized that yes, I wanna become a therapist, psychologist or psychologist. I wanna do voice acting. I wanna like just wanna please people by making sure that they're okay with themselves and making sure that they're they're not different from the like from other people yeah yeah so evaluation is very important and it takes time but it's very important to do that and i think it'll also like push you you know it'll it'll make it more of a passion something that like you know you you really want to do um i'm not saying that what you want to do is not what you really want to do but it'll like really like push you towards achieving that goal and with that do we have anything else uh, any closing messages okay wait wait well i guess i do um, <laughs> you answered your own question would you, <laughs> would, would you guys say that right now is it a hobby or is it something that you're um i'm gonna beat your ass like, i don't want to think about that no <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I'm just saying because yeah. I think for me right now it it, it is a yeah. hobby. Um, it's a hobby that I'm working very strongly towards, and it's uh-huh. something that I really want to do. But yeah. it's still a hobby because I, you know, I I, I need to make money <laughs> eventually. Um, so, but but the things that I want to do career wise are kind of all under the umbrella of being creative. So I I think that at, at least that's good. But um, yeah. So I I feel sorry. I like I already made it obvious and like I already made it straightforward. 
So for me, right now, it's both. It's a hobby, but also it's something that I want to do in the long run. Because I'm someone that doesn't give up. And I just keep pushing forward. Even though I get stressed the hell out, I just keep going for it. Because I don't like giving up. Like, even, like, if I play video games, like, if I die multiple times, I just keep going for it. I'm like, oh, my God, I die. And I just keep going for it. I don't care. Um, unless if it's... Unless if it's like, if I can pass it, I'll just ask somebody else to pass the level for, the level mm-hmm. for me, and then I go back to it. But still, it's like I just keep going for it. Like, yeah, we need to, it's just something that I really. We want. need to get a Leon a Nike commercial. Just keep going for it. That could be your little. Yes! <laughs> Don't give up. <laughs> Don't give up. Yes. Let's get her sponsored. <laughs> go for it, please. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to make our hobbies be our our life, our our career yes. choice that gets us paid and is 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 like our safety net in terms of like shit i fucking blanked out <laughs> uh and then we're trying to get our hobbies to kind of have it we're trying to get our hobbies to be like our source of income boom oh my god editor yeah, editor better fucking edit the show editor here you know what i think i'll leave it in um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're trying to get our hobbies yet to be our source of income. So to answer your question, like it is a hobby, I would say right now, because I am doing it for myself and for fun. Um, and also, I think now evaluating a little bit, like I'm also doing it for other people for the sake of other people's enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So right now it's a hobby, but with constant work and um, a lot of effort and time and uh, sweat dedicating to this, I feel as though it could be a career choice and uh, something that I could rely on to kind of keep me secure financially, which is a concern that most of our parents already have to begin with when, sh- when like um, directing us away from this kind of career choice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like my mom, she told me like, she told me probably like twice, like a couple of like months ago, she saw like, Arlene, why are you in this club? Like, it, does it help you with like, um, with like psychology and I'm like it doesn't help me exactly but it does help me with me wanting to do like voice acting that's why I told her because it's like because she she knows that I devote like my whole time to like to like my entertainment life like it's just so funny that she mentioned that and like I'm like wow mom wow Mm -hmm. but I love her yeah yeah, I would say for sure the org gives the um, the reassurance that I need. Because mm-hmm. I felt as though I wasn't really getting it growing up. Um, because, again, school wasn't really directing us to this sort of career path. But because we're in a group where all of us want to do it, all of us see that our perspective as Latinos, um, Latinas, Latinxes, uh, our perspective isn't really shown. <laughs> so we got to have the inclusivity. It's really shown um, we all have that drive to kind of be the people that kind of, um, I want to say break the, the the glass ceiling, but I don't know. Is that term only coined for like women that are able to break the ceiling and like men dominate? I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because it's usually. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's usually but... used for women, but I, I don't know. Well, I feel like you could incorporate into this situation too, in, yeah. your, in your point of view. So you're don't, fine. Don't, don't be like. I guess. Um, <laughs> Did you guys see that one actor where, like, uh, a newspaper company's like, oh, they broke the bamboo ceiling because they were, like, an Asian-American actor. Like, <laughs> as long as oh, you don't do anything like God. that, you, you're good. 
Okay, get it. But yeah, break yeah. this um this barrier that um there is in media in terms of like miss the missing Latin X perspective. Yeah. So yeah, I feel as though that's something that the org just brings reassurance and support because again, we all see each other going for this type of career choice. And um that support is, you know, what we need. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I remember when I first joined it, I was like, holy like especially like just making the short films and all of that, like it was great. I, I love it. And I think again, I don't know why I'm over here giving out advice, but <laughs> If you guys can find a group like this, you know it's it's very empowering and it's very um everything that JL said it, it it's it's wonderful because you're not alone. Yeah. which yeah. that's what I love about this work. You're not alone, and, and they and, push you. Yeah, and you make friends, make really close <laughs> friends, and that's what I really love about it. And I like they mention it in the um other part one of this podcast. They mentioned that um it's more of a family, so that's what I really love. Mm-hmm. A family that's yeah. about to get together next month for a retreat. Stay tuned to know what goes on. Finally, stay tuned. Hey, J- yes, and JL, don't forget your um your shirt, the Hawaii. I'm gonna shirt. bring it, and don't forget your sweater. You gotta bring your sweater. I'm telling after you, I have over, a great memory. I got you. <laughs> after over a year, but thank you everyone for listening so much. That's been another episode of the part of, the part of Cultura. Um, we have a TikTok. We'll probably paste the links in the description below, whether you're listening on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever the links are going to be there. We also have um, on Instagram. We post a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, and yeah, we have a YouTube every Wednesday, LFTA Reacts, and these podcasts go up there as well. Um, if you enjoyed it, let us know. Give us suggestions. DM us on Instagram. All that stuff. And share the podcast around. We have really good conversations. I really love this conversation that we had today. So I just want to say thank you, Jaya and Arlene, for taking the time out of your day to do this. Very welcome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to you, too, for facilitating this. Yeah, and thank <laughs> you. Yeah, of course. Um, any other closing remarks? Good. Yeah, I don't think I have it. Okay, then I'll, <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'll, I'll take that as a no. Okay, uh, thank you very much for joining, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Bye.